0: Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of We Need to Talk. I'm your host, Melinda, joined by my co-host, Carmel. Hello, everyone. We missed you last week, but I was having technical difficulties. As I told Carmel, Mm -hmm. um, my computer, my laptop was on the fritz, and I'm convinced every two years Apple pushes a button that makes you have to go into the shop to get it fixed or looked at. Mm -hmm. Basically, Mm -hmm. so... Literally, it was a brand new computer that they had to almost rebuild for me. It was under warranty, so every Apple Care, rather, okay, okay. so everything was free. But had it not been, I would have had to buy a new computer. I swear they do it on purpose.
1: I, I, any of you out there who have new iPhones, you also know this happens. So Apple, we know it's okay. We're we're, we're okay with it. We're know. hip to your game, but we get it.
0: But we I really do think, like I'm, and you're the critical thinker in this thank duo. Thank you, thank you. Not the conspiracy theorists, but I'm convinced. This is the one thing that if you were to say, I'd be like, you know what? There's a lot of data, I think, that would lead towards proving that correct.
1: Yes. Yes. I mean, a lot of people understand or know the term plan obsolescence. Um, this is by far strategic obsolescence. You guys know. You know it's coming up. Fortunately, it did happen before your warranty ended. Yes. So I think you got lucky on yes. that. I have another uh,
0: year, actually, so that's good. They might okay. still try to get me with something else.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I'm convinced Apple I'm I'm watching you. This is
1: why I'm not stuck with Apple. I have a I have one iPhone and that's actually I have an iPad, but that's it. Like I know people who have everything in their life is is Apple. The but phone, their watch, the iPad, computer. I computers. still think
0: it is kind of a superior product.
1: Superior to what?
0: Like a PC, for example. No. I sorry, I do. I think you can do way more.
1: You can do more because it allows you to.
0: Right. So it's but a no, but see, that's product. the difference. No,
1: because with PCs, <laughs> you can do whatever you want. See, the thing about Apple products, and this is not our topic of the day, but the thing about Apple products is they make getting the thing you want to do really easy to do. Okay. But if you want to do something else, you can't do it. Getting to your files, adjusting your files, editing your files, moving things around, you can't do that. But if you want to do this thing right here, it's super easy and it does it very well. But that's all you get. That's it. You anyone trying anyone in this watching this listening to the show? Tell me, try to move your files from one phone to another phone or from another computer. It's not difficult. It's just moving a file. Exactly. That's but, all I'm gonna say.
0: But that's what the beauty of the cloud is. Like you don't even have. But
1: to. I don't want it in the cloud. I want it in my other device. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You see, you you fell into the trap. They want you to go to the cloud. They okay. They want you I, to go to the cloud. Exactly. And you will do it. You will move to the, the cloud. But the cloud is a beautiful thing
0: because it saves space on your hard drive. Like. It's it's just out Mm -mm, there. mm
1: -mm. I want it on my device. It's conditioning. Because all of you who listen to this right now, when she said the cloud, all of you are thinking up too, aren't you? It's not up in the cloud. It's literally down. It's on another computer that Apple has.
0: Yeah, they have access to everything. Exactly.
1: I want it on my things. We and are going to eventually
0: have the the technology talk on We Need to Talk, because it is something we need to talk about. But yes, today, that yes. is not what we were talking about. Today, we're going to have a little bit of positivity, mm. because uh, there's a lot of great things happening, specifically in black entertainment, Yes, and it's made me so happy to see. First and foremost, I just want to start um, by talking about Tyler Perry's new studio. I think I cried when I saw the tour. Mm-hmm. I was so emotional seeing it. So he opened up a brand new studio in Atlanta, and it is apparently bigger than... All of the uh, movie studios out here in L.A. I think they said Sony, Paramount, and Fox combined. Yes. And yes. now it, you know, he's going to he's, you know, cast. He has two new shows on BET: The Oval and Sisters. I have a very good friend that is a series regular on Sisters, and he is fostering new talent. He's employing so many people of color, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people are moving their projects to now be working on his studio. And I just think. That's such a, a positive story to see where he came from and now where he is. I saw the meme the other day that it was like, Tyler Perry's lace front got him a $600 million empire. What has your lace front done for you? And I was like, you know what? What has wow. my lace front done for me? So that's what I'm working on, trying to see what it's going to do for me.
1: That's <laughs> Yeah, that's the that's the most productive lace front of all time. Wow.
0: Did you ever see the Medea plays?
1: I never saw one live.
0: Okay, see, so I, I did like... When they first started, one of my friends in college was like, "Oh, we, we need to go see this play called Medea. Uh, this guy Tyler Perry he started this character. It's so funny." And I was like, "Okay." Mm-hmm. And we went, and it was hilarious. Really?
1: Yeah, I actually like the plays better than the movies. Okay, that that I could see that because I, I saw the first two or three movies, and I was like, "Eh," it felt very like typical the plays black are way stuff. Better. Okay. I can
0: actually say the plays are okay. way better. I've seen a couple of his plays, and I really enjoyed them. But gosh, just look at everything that he's
1: built. From sleeping in your car to now owning the largest studio in America in America is, is ridiculous. I mean it's that's incredible. that and I've and what's cool about it like again I don't have to be a fan of his work but his work ethic mm. I'm a hundred percent behind hundred percent behind his grind his hustle and to now see that he's reaching back and doing exactly why he did it like mm-hmm. a lot of times you know we have black folks celebrities who who are our heroes who go out and do great things and they don't really reach back and they don't really do the thing they said they are going to do Tyler Perry has been doing that from the from the jump like it's always hired people and brought people on and took him on the journey with him yeah Um, Yeah. and now I think he's producing uh, Coming to America 2 which is my favorite comedy of all time and the new Bad Boys movie Mm -hmm. all in the same Mm -hmm. lot and they're
0: all yeah all filling on his studio which Which is crazy so a lot of people are like oh you know this is great but like why is this such a big deal but like why is this such a big deal
1: I think because we have always wanted to be included. We always wanted to be, hey give us a shot here listen to this, let me pitch you this And the problem is we you know we have to ask people who don't know us yeah and so now we have someone who does know us and it's not we're not going in pitching scared we're almost expecting like he wants material, he wants content. So it's like, it's totally different. It's, it's a game changer in that we now have a place where we can literally send stuff that's going to be made and made our way. Yeah. Um, I and think accurately, accurately. <laughs> Cause like if we get another, you know, Kings of Egypt or some other stupid movie that they just twist stuff up and don't give us our, you know, our credibility and mm-hmm. our credence, like it, we don't have to do that now. That's right. the biggest thing. We don't have right. to do that now. Right. We have people who have money, who have the resources and the the uh, the talent to put it all together and in house the entire thing, district from from production to distribution.
0: And I think what people need to understand also is like, it's so funny when you hear people like, "Why, you know, is it just about uplifting black people?" And it's like the fact that you're even asking <laughs> this question, but I'm going to answer it because. <laughs> I'm sure people are wondering it is imp- this is important because black people as a whole have been held back for a very very long time. And just plain and simply, they've been held back for a very long time. So to have one of our own get to this point. And obviously, you know, Oprah Oprah's, you know, done some really great things, but I think Tyler Perry has even kind of surpassed her in a sense mm-hmm. because he really is in now in a position to fully employ people of color and help them achieve their dreams as well. And then they can then pay it forward. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, what's so beautiful is that we're always, like you said, we're always wanting to be included and wanting to be given a chance. And now we, if people are able to work with Tyler Perry, they'll be able to give other people chances.
1: Yeah. I think it's weird when they look at us doing for us and it's weird, but like, if this is an Indian thing, you know, and a, at a whole Bollywood studio and there, can, no one's going to care about that. They just would champion it. If mm-hmm. it's, you know, an Asian production studio or whatever, they would just champion it. But if it's a black thing, like, oh, why, why you guys just want to do that? And I'm like, well, why not? <laughs> like, I don't know why, why we wouldn't, and it's not like we're not including white folks. We're like, we're excluding anybody, but we need to have our but own. We have thing. to put, ourselves first, we have to put ourselves first at some point. At some
0: point, please, my, my gosh. Gosh. Um, So, what else is going on in the world of beautiful black achievement, Carmel?
1: We got so not only the Tyler Perry thing, um, but on that same vein, um, Byron Allen, who, mm-hmm. if you guys aren't aware of who Byron Allen is, he's a former comedian and now a billionaire entrepreneur. Amazing. Who. Um, recently bought the Weather Channel not too long ago, which was the craziest purchase i ever heard. Yeah, I like,
0: remember seeing that. Three, remember he's
1: like $300 that. million dollar per. And it's like, he just, yeah, I bought the Weather Channel. And
0: it's such a random purchase, too. Like, that's awesome. And you wouldn't think, like, the Weather Channel, but it, it like, okay. it's. Yeah, it's all like,
1: right. when you think about it, like, yeah, like a black guy buys a Weather Channel. It's like, why would you buy the Weather Channel? Like, well, why not? Because, again, if a white person does this, no one thinks twice. At all. Right. At all. So now, what and what other channel or network out there uh, do we look at for our so yeah, like CNN, you know, BBC, mm-hmm. MSNBC, and all these are kind of provide this, but there's nothing else other than the weather channel, right? He has the market on the weather, like, yeah. it's such a brilliant, uh, strategic move by him.
0: Was that he always wanted to? Is that like always part of his plan?
1: No, so the story, um, he he's been always he's a very smart guy, like, he's mm-hmm. always gone about buying things that people kind of don't want Mm -hmm. and then repurposing them. So he's bought several smaller networks and he's put like comedy TV together, like a food network. Mm -hmm. Um, And then so he was, I think, talking to someone who mentioned that the the Weather Channel and its previous owners were trying to get rid of it. And uh, they were trying to unload it. And he's like, thought about it, talked to a couple of investors, made a few phone calls and understood that there was a lot of money to be earned by repurposing it and then rebranding it. Okay. So okay. He, saw the, he saw the investment, he saw the money and he made the move.
0: That's incredible.
1: Yeah. He's he's now on the verge of, I think he also just created his own uh, production company and is going sh- direct to theaters, which not many production companies do. Um, He's making a lot of moves behind the scene that people don't know about. And one of the big things coming How up.
0: I think a lot of people don't know who he is.
1: Yeah. Well, you probably know when you see him. Yeah. You know him. He's always yeah, been on his name. late night TV after Letterman and Leno. He's he's picked the most randomest places to show up. What is he uh, mainly known for? I think comedy. Well, Specifically the, comedy? So the biggest show I think he had that people will know is called Entertainment Tonight, I think. It okay. was basically him sitting on a couch and you'd have like four comedians, mm-hmm. two to each side of him. Mm-hmm. And basically he would set up their jokes. So it was a real simple concept, but he basically would interview them and say, Hey, so I hear you bought a new car. And then the the comedian would go into their joke or he would say, man, you know, so you got married last week or something like that. And then they would go into their joke. So it's kind of like his thing. It's a, it was kind of corny, but it was kind (laughs) of cool. And that's kind of Byron Allen's thing. He kind of comes off kind of as a dorky kind of corny guy. But when you hear him talk, um, you're like, this dude's brilliant. Like he's, he's hustled from the get go. Um, He was just on the Breakfast Club. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. I remember telling you about that. Yeah, and so it's like the first time I've seen him on a public forum talking about himself because it's always been like entertainment-ish. So it's kind of like you don't know who he really is. And he even says that in this interview. Um, But he talks about, like, as a 10-year-old, hustling these... I guess, coupons that used to come out of uh, shopping carts back in the day. Kind of like, have you been to Aldi's before? Yeah. So, you know, you put a quarter in there and you put the cart back, they give you the quarter back. Right, right, So right. I guess old school shopping carts was like that. When you brought the cart back, it gave you like a coupon or something like that. So okay. back in the day, he used to hustle and would just wrangle all the shopping carts in a parking lot and get like a dollar worth of coupons. And back then, that was a lot of money. Yeah. And so he's like, I did that just so my mom wouldn't have to worry about us eating. Wow and that he said that began my hustle. I looked at every opportunity. And it's funny cuz it's the same thing he's doing now. He's buying small market networks and then repurposing them. Wow. Um so in this interview he talks about how he is now fighting AT&T and Comcast. Okay. Which are the two biggest, you know, uh, media market uh, media companies out there. And what's the goal? The goal is and I'll backtrack a little bit. He wants to complete the book or the story that he says started by Martin Luther King. He says he talked to Coretta Scott one day and she said, the reason why that Martin Luther was killed was not for, um, the, I have a dream speech. and was not for civil rights. It was for economic inclusion. Mm. He talks about how the speech people need to go listen to is called the other America. He says, that's the speech uh, he says that she says that was a speech that they killed him for mm. because his goal was to bring half a million poor people to DC DC in what was called the Poor People's March. And a majority of those people were white. Mm. So interesting. yeah, so he says that the first three chapters that our, our black folks have had to go through was one in slavery, two in Jim Crow. Uh, three achieved civil rights, and then the fourth was economic inclusion. So once he had that conversation with her he said that changed everything for him. Wow. So now his goal is for these companies um to not only, you know, hire black folks, create more diversity, but allow black folks to manage money. Cuz he said that's the biggest thing we don't have a lot of is black folks managing the 10 trillion dollars of money that's out there. And this liquidity is moving around but black folks don't get to touch it. We don't we're not offered it. And we don't move it. So, and that's
0: why we don't know how to deal with finances or anything. Yes. we never get the experience to know how to deal with that type of stuff.
1: And that's something he talks about so much in his interview is that there's he said, there's plenty of money out there. There's plenty of resources. There's plenty of capital. He says black folks just aren't on either side of it. Right. So right. we don't know how it moves and we don't know what to do with it. Um, I mean, he, there's a reason for that, obviously. And the, they, it, they keep it from exactly. people. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's his goal in... Uh, with, I guess, Comcast and, and um, AT&T. It's one to break their monopolies, but also to provide economic inclusion. Because uh, I, I can't remember exactly what he said, but there's they're not allowing, for some reason, um, one they won't air many, many of his own networks and shows, and they're not allowing them to, like I guess, reach out, again, like I said, to manage their money. Mm-hmm. So November 13th, I guess, they go before the Supreme Court because he's wow. beat them okay. in the other courts. Huh. Scary thing is, though, he says the Supreme Court is not hearing his case or their case. And this, AT&T and Comcast are bringing the case to the Supreme Court. So it's mm-hmm. not even him. He says the Supreme Court is actually now looking at a, I guess it's a, um, a civil rights amendment that basically states that, how do you put this, when you're being, I guess, Racial, or if it's being, you know, some kind of segregation, or some yeah. kind of like prejudice towards Black folks, it has to be a hundred percent proven. So <laughs> this this That's l- frustrating. right. So this <laughs> this this amendment states that it has to be a hundred percent. So basically, if they're ruled in their favor, he says it's almost like they can get rid of this amendment. This civil How, right. okay.
0: But let's backtrack a little bit. How do you one hundred percent prove? like somebody's doing racist. exactly
1: he says and that's you get the video is very good and he talks about you can't it's impossible so this the fact it
0: literally comes down to my word against yours
1: yes yes and she so the fact that they lost in the ninth circuit court of appeals wow is why they flipped the whole case Mm. to make it about this now okay Okay. so he's like i'm not scared and i I really like his approach he's like i'm not scared i don't care i'm i'm I'm, I'm going after it even if we lose Um, it's not my fault. It's something they wanted to do anyway, but I'm not going to not take this fight. Um, because I've already won. He's already beat them. So he's going to keep fighting. But, um, I think what's cool about seeing Tyler Perry and Byron Allen is seeing that we have some individuals out there who have accomplished the things that I kind of thought were impossible in some ways. I looked at some certain things like there's no, there's never a time where we'll have that. We always have to kind of like go with this route or we have to have them want us, um, they've created platforms now where they don't we can completely yeah, do it ourselves incredible.
0: now it really is incredible i think one of my favorite things about the tyler perry studios is that it was built on top of an old plantation
1: i did not know that i got chills wow when I, heard
0: that. I was like way to turn all of that around
1: i didn't know that i yeah. thought it was on like an army base or something like
0: that. oh no parts of part of an old plantation <sighs>
1: Wow, not that crazy. That yeah, that's nuts. It's amazing. That's and see that makes it <laughs> that makes it even better, right? Hey, right, it makes it a whole much it's better. It's incredible.
0: Um, so for those of you that don't know, I haven't seen it yet, but Eddie Murphy is making a comeback. Yes, have you seen the, his new movie on Netflix? Yes. so it's called Dolomite, mm-hmm. and I've from what I've seen, people are loving it.
1: I was I was kind of the my last memories of Eddie Murphy are like what's that horrible movie he did? Uh, was it not Bullfinger? That was actually kind of good. Oh, my God.
0: Haunted House. Dr. Doolittle.
1: G- you can keep... I name a few. There uh, it was several bad Eddie Murphy movies. Several bad Eddie what Murphy movies. Because
0: he gave a family man, you know, because he got, like, a whole clan of kids. Right, yeah. So, and <laughs> he, he, got, he just like, started putting out kids, movies yeah. for no reason. Right, um,
1: right. Norbert, all that stuff. Just, oh, God. Yeah. yeah. that's a terrible movie. So, when I heard Eddie's in a new movie on Netflix, I'm like, everyone's just trying to get Netflix money, yada, yada, yada. And then I watched it, and I'm like, Okay. Okay. First of all, the Dolomite story, I didn't know that Yeah, what's well. the premise of it? So, I don't know anything about so it. So Dolomite, I guess, was like this notorious or famous infamous pimp back in the 60s and 70s who so kind of had based on a character. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because I remember watching House Party, and I remember um, Dolomite's reference in the movie, and I'm like, I don't know what that is, but I feel like I'm supposed to know. Hmm. And so I was interested to see the movie just to find out more about the, the person. I guess he was this pimp that was kind of funny and had this persona. And... Uh, I guess Rudy Ray Moore actually then took actually took it and made up made a you know it a entertainment thing and actually became famous off mm-hmm. of it. So this is Eddie Murphy taking the Rudy Ray Moore story and making it uh, a real thing. Okay. Um, everyone in the movie is great. The movie is well done. Who uh, else is in it? So the, no. Mike Epps is in it. Okay. Um, He's a fool. <laughs> total fool. Craig um, Robinson's in it. Um, there's a new actress who plays. Um, I'm not, I don't think she's a real character, but she plays like Eddie's sidekick. Mm-hmm. Super funny. I, I got to remember her name. But all the characters in it, everyone's like, uh, Wesley Snipes is in it. Really? Wesley's making a comeback. Oh, we Wesley. And he's good in it. So I'm like, okay, I hope, so yeah. it's I love Wesley
0: Snipes. Yeah, and he's Fine. and he's
1: more comedic in this than like you know Amazing. action figure uh, than Wesley. But yeah, it's a great movie. Well done. And it's funny. So I'm like, okay, cool. It's good to see him coming back mm-hmm. and actually doing stuff that he's known for. Um, it kind of felt like kinda not nutty professorist, but more kinda coming to America. It felt like okay. him being in his in his kind of dorky role, but funny, you know, and it was it was a good a good start for him to make a comeback. So don't come kinda make... classic Eddie Murphy, it yes. sounds like yes.
0: okay I'm gonna have to check it out.
1: Yeah, everyone's getting these Netflix deals now. I, I'm i not Every,
0: I know, everybody is some of
1: it I'm like, uh eh. so when I again like I said, when I saw this one I was kinda iffy on it, but you know, if they're more like this, I'm, I'm with it. So um, Netflix
0: just has so much money.
1: So much money. Did like, you can, see?
0: Can we get a Netflix too? For
1: real. For <laughs> real. What, did I see what? Um, bright.
0: No, and I didn't see it because of the feedback I got. And I love me some Will Smith, but people were like, "This movie's
1: weird." It was very weird. <laughs> very came weird. Out last year, right? Or two years ago? Or two,
0: okay, but yeah, I was. People were like, oh. "This movie's weird." But then some people were like, "Oh, I want to know more about this world. Like it should have been a series rather than trying to cram so much." I think into that a movie. you know
1: what that actually would have been better because they they, they they rushed a lot. Yeah, because <laughs> so I don't know where the movie was going, the alien guy and Will and the whole relationship, and it just it took off too fast. Um, it felt almost like a parody after a while. Um, so then from that to the Dolomite movie, okay, that's we can do that. We're okay.
0: I would like them to. to I would like to see more investment in like, good quality original work. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, I mean, I don't really know how Netflix works. I mean, I know my husband would know better than I would, but it would be nice to, to just see more really good quality original works.
1: Yeah, I mean, even Dolomite is not a remake, but it's it's a story we kind of know. or yeah. it's, So that kind of helped it in some ways. But yeah, I would like to see um, from scratch, stuff completely written from scratch. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I feel like now I'm at the age where um, i have to tell people that's not the original and it was weird because mm. a kid today um is from recita i met and when he said that someone else next to me goes oh a karate kid we both started laughing because we're both of that age right, right this kid's like what do you mean and i'm like oh karate kid he's from Reseda. the kid goes like Jaden? he's from recita in the movie i'm like he's thinking that that was the, original the new the karate one. Kid, right i'm like no, that's, that's not the original. Yeah. Like that's am I and I just was I'm that age now. I'm that age. <laughs> I gotta tell also, this kid.
0: It, one, they always say history repeats itself and now we're actually starting to see history repeat mm-hmm. itself with a lot of things. But it's like, why can't you come up with any original ideas? I don't get it. Why are all these remakes happening? I mean, I remember my friend posted this um picture of a, a movie theater like marquee and it was like Toy Story, men in black. Um, and like it was like three other movies, and it was like he was like, "What year is this?" Mm. You know, because it was all just remakes, and there's right. nothing original. So it's I'm not surprised that they would think that the Karate Kid with Jaden Smith of all people was the original. The one. the original? Like no, you have no
1: idea. Well, and what's funny is we could have another one there's another karate kid out actually is there yeah i, mean, I know there's the, the, YouTube, the youtube series, series. Yeah. right so like, so that's the yeah. reason why is because people will watch it because it's a known brand for sure so for sure. i get that that's where they're making their money people like this brand they'll watch it again so now but it's not in. a
0: known brand for those t- kids
1: so that's the thing i don't get it's like yeah this kid did not know it but they put a person he does know that gets him in
0: that's true then that's true. i watch that's true. because i know that's the true. brand so
1: they get both of us right um the YouTube series, I don't, know, I don't know how well it's doing because it's, you know, Ralph Macchio and the guy who plays Johnny. <laughs> so I don't know if kids know who that is. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, like those those movies were originals. Mm-hmm. Like someone had to take a chance on those movies. Right. So right. why not do it again? Yeah. Why not find a, a great script, a great story, and give it a shot? Because like, they're out there. I they're know they're totally out there. There's out there. no way they're not, you know.
0: But we'll see. But, you know, that's what I'm, again, excited about the Tyler Perry studio because I think he will be giving opportunities to – new works, but also to young black writers and young black directors and other people of color that want to try to be in the film industry, which I'm excited to see.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I am I'm. really want to see now some of our... Guys like a Michael Cougar and, you know, mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan, yep. go to a Tyler Perry, and then from start to finish, do something new. Do something that's not been Brand done. Brand new, original. Brand new, original. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, we've got talent on every side of this whole production. Yes. Let's see what we can do. Absolutely. Again, even like Black Panther, you know, it's not an original story, but done amazingly well. Completely just an yep. a, like a great, probably the best mm-hmm. take on all the uh, comic book um, stories, mm-hmm. but not original. So and proof
0: that all black casts do sell.
1: Yes, yes. Which <laughs> it's so funny that people think it wouldn't. Like y'all love us. Y'all, y'all gonna come see us. I don't know who's but gonna think. That. Uh,
0: so that's interesting that you say that because it doesn't really transcend into movies and film for some reason to me. Like. For example, do you remember the uh, movie? Um, uh, what is what is it? Best Man Holiday. Mm. You know that. Yes. So you remember the Best Man it was like Morris Chestnut, Tay Diggs, yes. and then mm-hmm. they had the Best Man Holiday mm-hmm. come out, and it got a really high rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. But there was an article that came out, and it was like race based film. Best Holiday does da 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 da. And this one writer was like, "Why is this race based? Just because it's an all black cast? It's like mm. it's about family. Mm-hmm. It's about the holidays. It's about." Uh, being there for people that need you. Like there's, she was naming all these themes. It's like sure. when you see all black cast for some reason or you see all people of color cast, they think that has something to do with their race. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessary. And it's it's not necessarily true. But when it's just an all white cast, you just think that that's the default and it's normal.
1: Yeah, that's, that's true. Okay, I can see it from that. What's funny, because I think when that movie came out, mm-hmm. I felt like it was a time around a lot of black, all black cast movies like yeah. The Wood, and just before that was like still so I got our groove back. It was like a good yeah, like, five. Sugar tenu- and right.
0: basketball. It was like that whole. Yeah, so I yeah, almost yeah.
1: feel like, and it's not an excuse. It almost was just put in that same category. Right. So like okay, it's another black film about stuff black people do. Um, no, it's like, stuff that we all do. Exactly, <laughs> yeah.
0: exactly. It's like you don't play basketball. You don't listen to music. You don't eat good food. You don't have friends. Like. And if you don't, what's wrong with you? What's wrong like, with you?
1: Right. Now, we do it differently. We do do We definitely do it differently. And
0: I, I will admit, they're all cultural things and things that we say that other people probably won't get. Mm-hmm. You know, when we talk about who made the potato salad, like, like why is that a big deal? It's like, <laughs> right. because it's a big deal. You know what I mean? Right. You talk about the cookout, you know, mm-hmm. all that stuff. There are certain jokes that, you know, I get that black people make that maybe everybody won't get. But it, as a whole, it, it's pretty universal.
1: So then, (laughs) right, so then was Black Panther more successful because people who know the story read the comic books... Predominantly white people are gonna go and kind of know what they're getting into. One hundred percent. Okay, and that's what I think. Okay,
0: I think because it was already. I mean, one, everybody's gonna go see Marvel movies regardless right. of, of what. I mean, it could be an all anything mm-hmm. cast, yeah. and people will go because Marvel has its stamp on it. You know, you're gonna get a good quality entertaining um, action film. Yeah. You know, so I don't think that mattered, um, but yeah, if you they are already reading the comics, you have that fan base, but then. They had two sides. they had the comic book junkies, and they had the black people, mm-hmm. like those were the literal the right. two sides right, and then the people in the middle were like, "Well, I guess I have to go see it because you know all these everybody else is gonna go see it, and so then that's why it surpassed every record possible, you know, so it just got everybody on board it really i mean it it was historical, it really was historical
1: do you do you remember when um Crouching Tiger Hidden dragon came out?
0: Yes, but I didn't see it,
1: okay, so I saw that, and I felt like that was the feeling I had watching that felt like when I saw Black uh, Black Panther. Really? Yeah, because it was such cause I mean, karate movies have been out forever. But for some reason that movie felt bigger mm. than every other karate movie I've ever okay. been to. Okay. Um and I remember watching it and I was like, this was an amazing experience. Like mm. and I didn't think I'm black watching an Asian film. Right. You know, and it's karate, and it's kung fu and it's in, you know, China, whatever. I'm just watching a great film about stuff. Something that yeah, I don't know much about, but I'm just enjoying the experience. I don't know why that's not the case for us, right? Like that's when someone can just watch something about Black folks, and you know, if it's historical and you know, set back in ancient times, or if it's you know even now, like why does it have to be? And part of this is our fault. Part of us we make things Black, <laughs> and I I kind of <laughs> I.
0: I I'm mad because that's the truth, you we know. Do. And we just I, make things we black. It's so we black, do. and
1: I'm cool with it. But to the degree when now like people are like holding it against us, like well, we kind of made it this way. Like no one's talking about Chinese Asian films. Like it's just it's crop tank and drag. That's it. You went but and saw crazy.
0: Rich it. Asians. That was probably the first mm, film yeah. that I felt was very specific specific to Asian culture. That like there were a lot of things in there that only Asian people would probably laugh
1: at. Sure, yeah. But, but, but I don't know anybody that didn't
0: like that movie. Yeah, I loved and it. I
1: didn't hear any backlash about right. it. Oh, oh exactly. calling ourselves Asians exactly. Like,
0: but I I don't know I think you know when people say things are always black and white I think there's like a, a literalness to that term like yeah. things are always black and white you know but I think because we're we're the two races that have always kind of been at ends with each other yeah <laughs> it, history, that's you know
1: right so because I don't if there's a, a Mexican film come out or or you know whatever people just okay oh, hey, it's a Mexican film it's cool like and they right. they get their thing like it's right. dope but like if we say something this is like oh y'all trying to be all black and it's, it's funny because even like when I started Black Brew. And I had uh, the first month, it was just like, you know, talking to people about it and I was excited. Someone who was of, you know, lighter complexion <laughs> said, can white people drink this? Mm-hmm. And and I was, was really befuddled. I mean, like... You're like, it's coffee. It's coffee. <laughs> Y'all drink it anyway. Right. So I'm like, what? Like, you cannot not go buy it. I'm like, I can't stop you from going to the store or going online. But when she asked me, I was like... What is she thinking? Like 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 only black folks are gonna walk in the store and buy this and like right. oh, it's only at black stores. But then I think we've kind of created that atmosphere that when we do something for us, y'all can't have it. But no, we want y'all money too. Right. We want everyone's money to go in there and spend it if it's movies, if it's, you know, music or if it's food. Yeah, we want everyone's dollar. But like we do make our things very black and can be militant about it
0: it's just that white people don't have to put the stamp of white on something because mm-hmm. everything like i said the default is white yeah so when we, the minute somebody else puts a stamp of their race on it they're like oh this must not be for me it's like no we're just saying that this is something that we created it's not that you can't take part in it
1: right now, do we really have to say that though yes uh
0: well i'm gonna move on to a couple of um <clears throat> Missed opportunities in Black Achievement this mm, week. Um, mm. I, I recently watched uh, American Son with my husband on Netflix. And if you don't know what American Son is, it, is a, it was a Broadway play that was um, nominated for a few Tonys, I think, but it was on Broadway in 2018 with Kerry Washington, Stephen Pascal, and Jeremy Jordan. And um, they just made a adaptation, movie adaptation on Netflix and released it a couple days ago. And the, the premise of the story is basically a interracial couple played by Carrie Washington and Stephen Pascal, and uh, their son doesn't come home. And Carrie Washington goes to the uh, police uh, station to try to figure out where her son is, try to get help to find him. She's really worried, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. The husband apparently had left four months ago. They were, were separated at the time, but it was really uh, a recent um, separation, and I um, A lot of things happen trying to figure out where the son is, what happened to him. There's a cop that's racist, and then you eventually find out what happens with the son. He had a traffic stop with the cop, and a lot of stuff goes down. Hmm. The uh, writer, um, his name is Christopher Demons Brown. He is a white attorney based out of uh, Florida, and him and his wife uh, wrote it together. Um, And I, I... I was so disappointed with it. Um, I I really wanted to like it. Um, I don't want to give away anything that happens, but I do encourage you to watch it because I would love to have a discussion with you, Carmel, but also mm. listeners on what you guys think of this movie slash play. But I'm really... I commend the writers for wanting to tackle the subject of, you know, police brutality of, of interracial relationships of uh, racial bias in our country in today's day and age. Cause it is a modern day film. It's mm-hmm. not taken, it's not written to be, you know, in the fifties or sixties, it's supposed to be, you know, 2018, 2019. Um, and having people start a conversation about this stuff, but it was, and I was telling Carmel this earlier, it was very apparent that two white people wrote it that, may not have consulted many people of color um, in the dialogue and, and the decisions that they made. And I was looking at this, obviously, as a, a woman of color, as a black woman, somebody that's in an interracial relationship, and I was side-eyeing it
1: the whole time. <laughs>
0: I was side-eyeing <sighs> it the whole time. And I was... So wait a minute. Yeah. Uh,
1: the <laughs> wife, his, his own wife is not black. So the, the couple this, who wrote is this is... Both they're just white. white.
0: They're white. They're white. <laughs> Wh- okay. Like they're white. Uh, and if I'm wrong, fine, but like they look white in the picture. But like okay. you know, you never know people's genes. I didn't see their their ancestry.com results, but, but they're white. So And uh, I don't yeah, I don't know. I was hoping, okay, well maybe he has a black wife, maybe he has a black son. Something. None of the above. Um,
1: so my question is why would you even want to write this film or no, write the story? I, like it's just I mean I get that that conversation needs to happen right. sure. but why would you want to do this? I mean look
0: if people want to use their privilege quote unquote to try to bring a, 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 a topic to spotlight that people need to talk about fine sure that's fine. But like research get surrounded by, other black people and be one. like, what would... <laughs> even just
1: just one. one. Just one.
0: Which, to be fair, maybe they did, but maybe that's all they did. Maybe mm. they just did one mm. and then decided to just do it their own way. Um, I don't know. It, it just, I it wasn't... It didn't really accurately portray what I think the situation would have been. I mean, for those of you who don't know, John and I are expecting our first child, and I just... The conversations that they were having as parents, um, I... Even people that were supposed to have been in love for almost twenty years and then they separated, okay, that's fine. But still, some of the things that were being said, I'm just like, what?
1: Oh, so the, this is just the overall writing wasn't good.
0: The overall writing was was poor. I'm okay. just going to be honest. Okay. I think it, I don't think it was good, and I think that the actors did as much as they could with what they were given. I think Carrie Washington did too much with what she was given. <laughs> I love Carrie. I really do love Carrie, but that woman starts at a 12 and has nowhere yeah, to go. Yeah, um, yeah. So she stayed at one dynamic the whole time. I mean, there were several other actors I thought that I thought could have probably done a little bit better and made the, um, you know, those people like Viola Davis that can make the script sound better than it mm-hmm.
1: is. Sure. You yeah, know, yeah. Yeah.
0: There's, a, you know, and even non black actors like Meryl Streep, for example, like her and Viola to me are like the goats mm-hmm. of acting. Mm-hmm. They can make anything yes. sound good. Yeah. Um, I think just Carrie did what she thought was supposed to happen. And that's fine. Like I, I do like Carrie Washington, but I, I do encourage people to watch it. Cause I really want to know what other people's thoughts are. Cause I don't think it's as monumental as people think it's supposed to be.
1: <laughs> so yeah. Cause that's my thought. Cause yeah. I kept seeing like, you know, blurbs on uh, Facebook and Twitter and like American sign, American sign. So I like, Oh, I need to watch this because I felt like it was something important to watch. Um, the title got me, so okay. it is important. Yeah.
0: it's just not done well.
1: <laughs> Which we can't do that. We can't talk <laughs> important things poorly. Mm-hmm. Like we can't have. We can't do it bad. Like um, if, like when they see us came out, and it was done horribly with that story. That would that would have been astron- an astronomical fail. But
0: that was a black director and a black writer.
1: She so
0: the story correctly because she knew
1: to that point. <laughs> You brought up tu- Harriet Tubman before we got on. Yes.
0: So Harriet Tubman Movement is coming out with starring Cynthia Riva If you don't know who Cynthia Rievo is, she was Celia on Broadway and won the Tony for Best Actress, and then she was in um, Bad Times at the El Royale. So she's a British actress. She's uh, Nigerian and British, and she uh, is playing Harriet Tubman. And look, for those of you that – some of you may know this or may not know this, but Harriet Tubman is my girl. Like, I did reports <laughs> on Harriet Tubman, like – Probably most of my life, from like second grade to my senior year of high school. There's nobody that doesn't know as much about Harry Tubman as I do. So when I heard about this movie, I was so excited. I was fine with Cynthia. I like Cynthia. Some people had issues that they didn't cast a black American actress. I get it, but Cynthia's fine. She's dark. It's great. Mm-hmm. If she was light-skinned, I was going to fight. <laughs> it, with the whole like Zoe Saldana right, playing Zoe Venus. And I'm like, we're not doing that again. Right. And we didn't, so good. But apparently there's a lot of historical inaccuracies in this film and I'm worried. So, you know, Hollywood, bless your hearts. I love Hollywood. Obviously I've worked in entertainment industry for a long time, but they have this tendency to (laughs) need to always make white people feel good at the end of movies. And apparently this movie um, has a, a fake character of a black bounty hunter, excuse me, that is searching for Harriet. And at the end when he tries to kill her, the black bounty hunter is killed by her former slave master who Harriet then, of course, ends up forgiving and absolving of his sins, quote unquote, because he saves her life. Even though he was actually the reason why the bounty hunter was looking for her. So at the end of the movie, everybody's all happy wow. and rides off into the sunset and the, the, there is a white savior in the movie, which this is a slave film. And I'm sorry, white people, but you don't get to be the saviors in this unless you're Quaker. And then, oh, yeah, not okay. this situation, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. unless you're a Quaker.
1: Right.
0: Like, we're good with the Quakers. You guys tried to help. Thank you. Mm. But that's not <laughs> what the situation was. And I just, I mean, I get why they do it. But, like, why do we have to keep doing this? Like, why are you trying to make people feel good about a part of history that's not meant to make anybody feel good? We don't get to feel good about no, it. So why no. do you get to feel good about it?
1: Yeah, and then you don't... You don't necessarily have to feel bad. I get that. Like, I don't have to like you know hold you accountable for stuff people <laughs> did two, three hundred years ago. But right. you don't get to feel good. No, right. you don't get to have get the warm fuzzies and save us for some reason. First, we you, you didn't. We saved ourselves. And two is like when we get to tell the story. Why is it not a hundred? Like, wh- it's not like a fake story. It's not like Lord of the Rings, or it's not like Superman, right. where we're adding characters, whatever. This is a real person.
0: And there's enough information out there to have made it a one hundred percent historically accurate film
1: and there's not another Harry Tubman movie I can think of at all so this is your one chance and this is what we get
0: at least like a a wide release film I'm sure that somebody made some indie one that nobody ever saw sure right 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 But yeah a wide release film like this that's going to be out in in, in theaters all across the country no there isn't So I'm still gonna see it. I'm not gonna lie because I, I yeah again, yeah
1: I, I mean no, we kind of have to We have to
0: you gotta support the black people that are getting employed and I I'm, <sighs> I I'm hoping that it's not as bad as what I've read but based on the reviews they've been pretty consistent on what the the premise is and what's happened and it is a little disappointing. but I, I love Cynthia and even though people you know have issues with her being Harriet and some other issues like I'm I'm still gonna go see it and see But see, see what's here's up. the
1: thing you can't be okay with her being Sealy. And then I'd be okay with her being Harriet. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, can she play the role? Fine. You know, if, if like, Idris Elba was going to play, uh, I don't know, Booker T. Washington. No one have a problem with not, you. Not one. You know. One Iota. Well, and no one have no problem exactly. with you play. Yeah. Yeah. She's fine. I just, I just think. I hope, honestly, this gets us away from slave movies altogether. This needs to be the last one. Like, the last one. Like, we've We're done good. so many other things. Yes. Besides be slave. Oh, my God.
0: But, like, let's get out of slavery. Let's move to the Jim Crow era. No, mm.
1: let's not. Let's mm. not. We wow. On
0: the... You know who I actually would love to know more about that I feel like nobody ever talks about? I want to know more about what Sojourner Truth did as an abolitionist. Yes. I feel like nobody I would agree talks about her. I
1: would agree with that. One, one of the greatest names of all time.
0: Absolutely.
1: And but yeah, like, I don't know much about her story. At all. Like what Honestly, what is her main thing that she's known for?
0: Being an abolitionist. Okay. Yeah. So but I, that's like such a vague statement. I
1: mean, because like Frederick Douglass also kind of falls under that. Yeah. And we know he wrote books we and the yeah, great speeches, yeah. but like other than that, we don't know his story. Yeah. Um, and I guess if anyone's going to play him, it has to be Morgan Freeman. So we need to help him do that movie because now. he looks exactly, exactly like, like him. Yeah, before right. he dies. Right. <laughs> Get
0: on that. Um, um, but but yeah. like, there's so I don't know. I
1: mean, not only, you know, stuff that just in America, but like we have done things all across this globe. Um, whether it's, you know, I've never really seen a great um, Bob Marley movie. Mm. I, I mean, has there ever been done one? No. So where is that movie at? Um, Interesting. There's Haley Selassie who, you know, kind of founded the Rastafarianism uh movement never heard heard a movie about him and he's you know an emperor of ethiopia you know even and all the great kings of ethiopia and cush and not just you know egypt but like you know manza musa who i talk to people about all the time yeah who is the richest person that ever lived no one knows who that guy is Mm. and i think bbc um just did a small documentary about him and people left and right like who's this guy who's this guy Hmm. i'm like People think Solomon when they first think of the you know, richest person ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and whether he was a real person or not, whatever, but Manza Musa actually, there's actually evidence of him, and like his wealth was so great that whenever he showed up in a town, he ruined their economy. Really? Because he would just give away gold like it was nothing. <sighs> Interesting. Um. So yeah. So that story never been done. You know. Um. There's been talk about a movie uh, of Hannibal being done. I think. That was in the works a while ago. It mm-hmm. kind of fell off. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of great stories about you know black people other than just Positive slavery. Positive black Positive people, stories. Yeah. Um, but we just, I don't know, do we revert to slavery movies? Because, again, that brings white folks in. Because they were the biggest part of that. That's kind of all about them. Uh, and then, again, we always make it some way where we can make them feel better about it. <laughs> but, no, we can do movies that have nothing to do with them at all. And yes. that was all about us and our achievements and being okay with it.
0: Well, I'm really excited for the uh, Issa Rae and Lakeith Stanfield uh, rom-com. It's the first black lead rom-com that's ever happened. And it's coming hmm. out on Valentine's Day called The Photograph. So that's a step up. I don't know if you've seen that. I have not heard a thing about it. It's a very, very, very cute trailer. And it's a typical rom-com. But it's black leads. And I'm like, praise the Lord. So I can't. And it doesn't look. Because, you know, like, look, I love my people. But, like, when you do things like, two can play that game. Mm -hmm. Or, like, you know, why the foot falls in love. All those kinds of movies. You're just like, can we have something that's, like, not so, so corny? So this, to me, is, like what you typically see, like a typical, like how to lose a guy in 10 days or like Miss Congeniality, like those type of rom-coms that everybody goes to see. Okay. But it for once has two black leads. Nice. So okay. I'm excited, okay. For, I'm excited that. for that. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
1: Um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank now. I saw a movie, uh, I'm going to say last year. And if it, it wasn't a rom-com and it felt, it was a two romantic black leads. in the it was, two romantic it was two leads in this movie and it was a romantic, um, element to it oh my god it was a very weird movie done very well actors we now know as popular we've seen them before now Mm. i can't remember this movie's name oh my god um
0: you have to let me know. Oh, some. my God. I just oh, drove Oh, but I, I do want to correct myself. I shouldn't say this, this is the first rom-com. Because everyone gets mad. Queen Latifah commented, common did, or Ella Cool J did do the last holiday. Oh, uh, okay. But nobody saw that movie. I didn't see that. I love Queen I Latifah, but nobody saw that movie. No. <laughs> nah. hmm. But I, I'm excited about all of these new things that are happening within black entertainment. Yes. And it's a positive thing. And whether you are black or not you should care about this because it is it's good it's its just new content it's employing people and it's gonna give you a new perspective on life to be surrounded and see other cultures on mm-hmm. your screens mm-hmm. um, so let us know what you think make sure you guys watch American Sun if you go see the Harriet Tubman movie we wanna know what your thoughts are cause we will have thoughts of show yes and uh, we will talk to y'all next week Bye-bye. bye bye bye